0: Amen. There was a preacher, every time he preached, he would take his watch off like this. And he would say to the people, so what does that mean when I take my watch off? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't need to take it off anymore. My iPad's actually got the time on there. It's already quarter to 11, so I can go till about half past 11. No, it's not. (laughs) Everyone's looking at their watches. Okay. This morning, just as I'm going to share with you guys, I wonder if you could keep that word in the forefront of what is going to be said. To ask and to keep asking. This morning, I want you to take what I have to say, and I want you to say, Lord, I want that in my life. I'm asking you for that. So if I asked you this morning, what is your inheritance? What answer would you give me? What's your inheritance spiritually? I don't know if you remember, uh, uh, Will Murray used to always say, we, we want to go into the mall. Do you remember that? What does the mall mean? There we go. Actually, some of them are. So our inheritance is that we take what God has given us and not occupy, but possess. If We're we going to have a look at the Israelites. The Israelites were given a land. They were given an inheritance. And they were told to go in and to take it, possess it. And what happened was, instead of possessing it, they went in and they occupied. So when you occupied, you can actually be removed. If, you, if you're a tenant... In somebody's uh, flat or house, you know that if you're occupying their land or house, if they choose to terminate the lease, you have to leave. If you own it, only if you don't pay your bond, which a lot of people are doing these days, you have to move when the bank asks you to move. But generally, you don't have to move because you own it. And so this morning, I, I want you to own what I have to say about And so I'm going to look at five different areas that I believe are a part of our inheritance. And I want to start with the most important. The first of our inheritance is actually God himself. God is your inheritance. Not only are we his inheritance, but he is our inheritance. I want want you to think about that. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He... Is our inheritance. What what happens here on a Sunday morning? What happens at home? What happens in your work situation? When, when he's a part of what you are doing, he is your inheritance. In Deuteronomy 18 and verse 2, God says that the priests who are Levites are to have no allotment or inheritance with Israel because the Lord is their inheritance. So they were going into Canaan, and uh, Moses says, Okay, everybody can have a piece of land. We can divide it up by 11. And everyone thought, But there's 12 of us. They said, But the Levites don't have a land inheritance. They have me as their inheritance. It's an inheritance that no one can take from you. No one. Then in Joshua 1333 it says, "But to the tribe of Levi, Moses had given no inheritance. The Lord, the God of Israel, is their inheritance." as he promised them. And so we see, often in the, in the Old Testament, we'll see uh, uh, shadows of what comes to pass in the New Testament. Or we, we see a pattern that is repeated in the uh, in New Testament. And so we see Exodus 19 and verses 3 to 6. Now, if you fully obey me and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. I, w- I want to tell you about a treasured possession. Most of us don't have this anymore. A treasured possession is when you have paid everything. That money that's left over at the end, that's your treasured possession. Most of us don't have that anymore. eh? You know, when you've paid everything, hey, we're going to go out for for dinner tonight, babe. I'll say, I'll say to Patty. And then on the way home, I'll say to you, no, listen, we can, we can rather buy a steak and make chips and it's like half the price, we can do it twice. And she's quite, yeah, let's do that. So that's a treasured possession. And then in 1 Peter in the New Testament, it says that as believers, we are all part of God's royal priesthood. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. We are God's pocket money. That thing that that is is there, that's excess, treasured possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful world. the You know what, the Lord more and more, I I, I hear and I see that God is calling us back to a place of understanding and the overwhelming reality that he has given himself to us. Have any of you gone through the Bible and looked at all the different names of God? There's over 70. I think it's 76 to be accurate, but it's over 70. And the first one is Elohim. We were singing about the Hebrew word is the generic term for God and is used to refer to the one true God of Israel. It emphasizes God's power, His strength, and His sovereignty. And you find that word in Genesis 1.1 where God says, Let there be light. You know, we as human beings, we give all these different little stars and planets, we give them numbers because we can't remember who they are. God throws them out. He knows them by name. That's why today as you're sitting here, God knows you by name. He knows you by name. When you're really struggling and you, you, you're struggling to get through things in your life, you need to remember that God knows you by name. You need to cry out to God, God, you know me by name. You cannot let me fall to the ground. You know, me my name, Jehovah Jireh. This is the one that we need now at the moment. It's the name that means God will provide. You you find this uh, the first time it's used is when uh, is it Jacob? Yeah, no, Abraham. Abraham's about to sacrifice his son and a and a a, a goat. Rocks up in the bush, and so he doesn't have to kill his son, and he is able to kill the goats in the place of his son. And there he says, God will provide. Guys, if you are struggling financially, God will provide. But you have to, you have, to have it. That you, you Where I started, you need to ask and you need to keep on asking and you need to push forward. I just love the stewardship teaching this morning. Hopefully I can get an increase. <laughs> but are you doing that? Or have you asked once and nothing has happened and so you've given up? No, you need to be asking over and over, Lord, we hear that uh, scripture where the guy knocked on the the door, and he wouldn't stop knocking on the door until the guy opened it and gave him what he wanted. Are you knocking on the door? And the reason you're knocking on the door is not just to be a, a nuisance in God's ear, but it's actually because he is your inheritance. God is yours. The next one is Jehovah Rapha. It means the Lord who heals. I want to tell you a little story about myself. About six weeks ago, I slipped and fell on the towels. And I hit my rib on the doorway, the sliding door uh, rail. And the next, when I woke up, Patty was standing over me. Are you okay? I would passed out from the pain. And so I got up, and I had three weeks of pain, terrible pain. And so uh, Patty Patty arranged a birthday party. And if you guys don't have these birthday parties, you need to have them. Josh Jen has them. You have a birthday. They all come there. They pray for you. They prophesy over you. They give you good food to eat. So that's what they did. I went to the party. She had to convince me to go because I really didn't want to go. My, my rib was sore. And I thought, no, nah, I'll, I'll go without the cake if, they t- if I just don't have to move my ribs too much because when you're among people, they all want to hug you. So I'm like, oh. So I went up. When I got there before, most of them, I sat down so that they couldn't hug me. <laughs> and so now we get to the end of the party and they like, we want to prophesy and pray over you now. I think, oh, no, these are going to hug me. Anyway, I stood up next to the couch so they couldn't hug me. You see, pastors and elders are schemers, eh? like Jacob. Anyway, they started praying for me. And then I heard this little voice over here. Say, Lord, won't you heal him for his birthday?" And the pain was instantly gone. Instantly. I'd had it for three weeks. Instantly gone. So I go to church the next week after that. And if you don't know, I've had a triple bypass. So they hack your chest open through all the bones like a hacksaw and the flesh is flying everywhere. You must let the surgeon tell you the story. It's quite, uh, it's quite terrible. But since then, I have not been able to lift my hands to To worship, because it's just too much pain over here. So like, uh, we don't pray for that, we just put our hands like this. And so that morning I've, uh, I got up and I testified about the fact that my, my ribs were healed. And so everyone was excited about that, and we had worship. I can lift my hands. Before, when I lay down, my chest was wired together because Co- it wouldn't grow back together. So they wired it together. So uh, every time I rolled over, it would go click, and then I rolled over the other way, it would go click. And Pat used to say, "Can't you just lay still, that chest of yours?" <laughs> but you know what? That's because our own God, He, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. I hope if you sick here this morning, you're struggling with something physical, before you go, you come and allow the elders to pray for you. Really, I, I, I believe with all my heart. And the guy that prayed for me, he was a guy that had recently joined the church. And he's a big guy. But he was sitting down and he prayed in this tiny little voice, Oh, Lord, were you? I, I didn't know it was him. So uh, that's normally what God does. He, he doesn't give the glory to anyone. He came afterwards and he told me, no, that's him. I just said, you know what? I'm so glad that you made yourself available. Guys, this morning, God, you, God is your inheritance. Jehovah Raha, the Lord is my shepherd. I want to come back to this at the end. The Lord is the one that cares for you. You know those moments when you're really in pain, spiritually, not physically, emotionally? You're in that place of pain and God just comes. And he, Psalm 23 and verse 1, he just comes and he leads you and he guides you. Such a, such a sense of peace when God shepherds you. When you're struggling in those areas, Lord... You are my inheritance. I need you to shepherd me and care for me now. I used to lead a church up in Benoni before I came to Josh Jen. And uh, I went into a period of serious depression because of a medication that I took, uh, a malaria medication when I went up into Africa. It kick-started something that was... Uh, genetic in my family, but it put me into serious depression. I had to eventually hand that church over to my son, Dan, and uh, it was a traumatic time for me. But you know what? The Lord worked through Andrew. Andrew said to me, you come down to Josh You hand over that church. You come down to Josh and we will care for you and see you restored. It's an incredible story. I came down here. <laughs> I came down here, saw God's restoration, and then I had a triple bypass. Bang! Straight after all that. I went back into depression. Because they they inject you with adrenaline to bring you out of uh, that after you've had that operation, to get your heart going. So they didn't have to shock me, because who knows what that would have done. Um, but they injected me with adrenaline. It, it, it messed up the cortisol, all the flight and fucked uh, hormones, and put me back into depression. But you know what? God came through again. It's been six years now since that happened six years. I've had I have the delight of being a part of Josh Chen. <clears throat> I wanna tell you, for me this is the best church in the universe. But the best congregation is in Brackenfell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to really love this Edge because I've been here a few times. I know the elders, I love them. They love me. Mandy makes Beautiful Malva pudding. They can't do that in Breckenville. I don't know. Uh, In in the Afrikaans suburbs, I don't think they know what Malva pudding is. But anyway. So he's ours to to worship and enjoy. When we come up here on on a Sunday morning, it's not because the elders have asked us to come. It's because we're coming to experience what has been given to us. God, you are mine. We should run for it. God, you are man. I, I, I want more of you in my life. The other thing is, do you ever just hang out with God? He's yours. Do you hang out with him? I've got this lazy boy that I got for my 50th fiftieth. Uh, 50th Party, 50, when I turned 50. (laughs) So that that was about a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Who's making big noise here? (laughs) Harry. Not me. (laughs) No, it's a long time ago. It's about three years ago. Uh, And I will just go and sit in that lazy boy. I won't pray. I won't read my Bible. I'll just sit there and say, hey Lord, I'm here. Won't you just come and talk to me? And in that space of no pressure, of, of uh, not having to do anything, because most of us, our Christian walk is about doing. You must do this. You must do that. You must do this. And so in that place, I often hear God speak clearly to me. Hang out with God. What more can he give you? He's given you the best he can give when he gave himself to us through Jesus. If we don't enter into the joy of enjoying him, we will never be satisfied with anything else on the face of the earth. If you can't enjoy God, you won't enjoy anything else. The next part of our inheritance, I have to do this part because Rion got really excited about it while he was praying. The kingdom of God is our inheritance. The kingdom of God is our inheritance. 1, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. You you know what the, the, where is the kingdom of God? Oh, it's in the mall. Oh, where's the mall? I like this congregation. People actually laugh here and make a noise and all sorts of things. (laughs) The kingdom of God is not a geographical area. It's right here in your heart. This is the kingdom of God. This is where the rule and reign of God takes place. Now, the problem with that is that every kingdom has a king. And the king of our kingdom is Jesus. But the world has taught us that it's not a good thing to submit to anyone. I want to tell you that part of our inheritance is actually to submit to God. It's a part of our inheritance. And this morning, just hearing that guys, want to get baptized in this nice warm weather, being baptized is obedience. It's coming under the kingdom of God, saying, I will do what your word tells me to do regardless of the weather. I remember Rion was talking about the day he got baptized. The day I got baptized, I remember it was like yesterday. Fortunately, it was in Natal, Durban, so it was nice and warm. <laughs> but the Lord gave me this picture. And if you look at the Old Testament, when the, when the Egyptians were chasing the Israelites, Moses, through the power of God, Opened the Red Sea and they went through. And as the Egyptians came through, they closed the sea up and killed them all. I want to tell you: if you've got the world chasing after you, the place you stop it is in baptism. You cut it off. No more. This is not going to take any more part of me. I'll just quickly go through the rest here, about ten minutes each. Um, I've I've got to mention the nations. Guys, the nations are inheritance. If you've never been out of this congregation, not to go and see so that you can move, but to go and experience another whole part of what God is doing, you're missing out. I tell my guys, listen, if you want to go and visit, come and tell us so we know you're going. And then go and experience what God is doing in another congregation. Obviously, if you're leading worship, you can't go. <laughs> ask ask Ryan, can you please worship, lead worship this morning so I can go? But even there, it says, Psalm 2.8, ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of earth. The ends of the earth, your possession. Guys, when you step out of your door in the morning to go to work, you're going to the nations. If you wake up in the bed in the morning and your spouse is not saved, you're going to the nations. Matthew 28, 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And very important, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Teach them everything I've commanded you. You can't, we're not looking for converts, we're looking for disciples. At the recent gathering, there was a huge amount of people that came forward and got onto the stage, and eventually they said, no more on the stage, it might collapse. So there was approximately 300 people that joined Josh Jen. But folks, you know what? We need to see that realized in terms of uh, finances, community, uh, all those things. They can't just become a number that's now part of us and it's i believe it's us that have been here that are doing all those things it's our responsibility to 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 lead them into what god has for them rian told me that re- that you guys are going to be doing uh, foundations you need to make sure those people are in foundations learning that stuff so that they become disciples and they're not just converts Eternal life is another one. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. There's the nations thing again. You have answered correctly. Jesus said, do this and you will live. You see, eternal life is not only quantity, which speaks of amount. It's also quality of life. In John 10.10, Jesus says, I've come that you might have abundant life. You know, so many of us don't live in the abundance of what God has got for us. When you get saved, you don't only go into eternity when you when you die. You, from the time that you get saved and you step into being born again, you stepping into eternity. Your your quality of life and your quantity of life should increase. We shouldn't be hanging on and just surviving and uh, not tr- not being able to face the next day. Okay, then the very last one. I have to do this one because the elders really like this one. The last part of your inheritance for now is serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. We, we read in Joshua 18 and verse 7 that the Levites, however, do not get a portion among you. Because the priestly service of the Lord is their inheritance. God's serving is a part of our inheritance. When we serve in the kingdom of God, it's part of our inheritance. This is not the elder's idea. This is God's idea. So often we think, oh, yeah, but no. Serving in the kingdom is God's idea. God's idea. Adam, I know your name, eh? How can you forget when he was the first man in the world? Do you know what makes Adam different to everyone else on the face of the earth? He hasn't got a belly button. Come, come, Adam. Let me see. <laughs> I wonder if you could just play for me, Adam, whatever you feel. I want to ask you this morning, are you being shortchanged of your inheritance? Those five things I spoke about this morning, are you walking in those things? Are you walking in those things or are you being shortchanged? Have you ever been to a shop where you buy something and as you leave you realize, I haven't got enough change yet, I should have had more and something like rises up inside of you, I I want my change. Patsy will say, no, no, just leave it. I I want my change. They charged me for what I had to pay. Now I want my change. And that's how we should feel about our inheritance. We want our inheritance. We refuse to be shortchanged any longer. And this morning, that word again that I want to go back to, keep on asking. Those five things, keep on asking. Don't allow past sins and failures and hurts and disappointings and bitterness and frustration. Don't allow those things to stop you from keep on asking. So I wonder if we could all just stand quickly. Just bow your heads. Jehovah Raha. We met this word early on. The Lord, this name means the Lord is my shepherd. If you're not a part of God's kingdom, you cannot claim God is your shepherd. You are walking in the wilderness without any protection against lions and bears and all sorts of things that uh, you can think of and that you are coming up against. But the Lord is saying this morning, I will be your shepherd. I will guide you. I will keep you. I will be your inheritance. I will be your inheritance. Actually, he goes further than he says, I am your inheritance. He's only your inheritance when you've submitted and surrendered your life to his, his kingdom. So I wonder if your, your head's about, is there anyone here this morning, you're not walking under God's protection. You are struggling. You've lost your way. Maybe you once did follow the Lord, but th- you've lost your way. But God has brought you back here this morning, and it's not by chance. It's because He wants you once again to walk the paths that He has for you. If you like that this morning, and you, you would like us to pray for you as elders, I wonder if you could just stick your hand up. I'm asking you to be courageous. I know it's not easy. But I want you to stick your hand up this morning. We want to we pray for you. We want you to walk in everything that God has for you. Is there anyone like that this morning? I wonder, I wonder if you could come to the front. That. That's it. Be courageous. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone else? That you once walked with God, but now you know that you're not walking with God. Yes, you are a church, but you're not walking with God. You're not walking with God. Here we go. There's another lady over here. And then, I see Martin moving towards the front. If there is somebody here this morning that has got an area that they need physical healing, physical healing. They need the power of God to come and bring healing in their life. You need to be asking and to keep on asking. But we want to stay with you and alongside you as you ask. Is there anyone like that? We want to pray for you this morning wonder if you, you guys could come forward please i'm i'm not asking you to come forward to embarrass you i'm, I'm asking you to come forward so we can lay hands on you and, and see God come in a powerful way powerful way so these ladies up front here i'm i'm pretty sure rian will if the leaders could come forward If the deacons and Elders, if you guys can come out. Let's pray for them. Come on, if you haven't come out yet and you're not walking in your inheritance, I wonder if you could just come up here on my right hand. Please come. We want to pray for you. You don't have to walk alone. You don't have to walk alone. You can walk in everything that God has for you. Is there anyone up at the front that hasn't got someone praying for them? Will you stick your hand up? We want to pray for you. God is good. God is good. Yes, Lord, we thank you for healing this morning, Lord. We thank you for salvation this morning, Lord. We thank you that your kingdom has come. Because when people surrender their lives to you, And walk close to you. We know that the kingdom of God has come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.